What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the American Soccer Show. Glad that we can now get on this platform that we've been trying to get on. But first of all, Will, I'm joined with my co-host, William Thornton. Will, how are we doing today? Pretty good. How are you, Paul? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. People now can see your face. Yeah, I'm not so sure how I feel about that at the moment, but I guess we'll give it a few episodes and see. <laughs> People, this is the man that runs the social media page, everything like that, The all the memes. He creates them, the creator of everything. It's It all goes down to Will. Will, big thank you to, to you as well with that, man. But how's Colorado treating you? It's pretty good. It's hot. I mean, it's middle of summer, so it's hot everywhere, I guess. Yeah, very true. Very true. We're, we're in the full swing of it as well. But uh, we have a great episode ahead of us, so I'm, I'm excited to dive right in. I wanted to hit us with a headline on this one. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about this one? New England potentially winning the MLS Cup. That's a bold statement. I think they're the best, the most informed team at the moment, but I think that that's a, uh, a tough ask only 14 games in. Only 14, but I mean, they, they're showing it. I mean, I, I I think with the consistency that they have, they're beating teams left and right. I mean, as we're about to get into with them playing Miami with the biggest budget out of any team in this, uh, in this entire league in the country, they have the biggest budget and they have most star power and they made them look like they've never touched a football, never seen a football, you know, and yeah. Bruce Arena has all these players firing on all cylinders. He does. I agree. I agree. I mean, I think they concede too many goals for my liking. My my allegiance is still with Seattle for this season, but I like where your head's at. I think that they're going to be up there. They, I, I see them in the cup. Now, I, I have to say that Seattle is probably the best team. I mean, they're, they're the number one in the power rankings. Uh, and Major League Soccer, all, all the admins believe that they are the best. But I have got to say, I don't know who, who wins in, in, in a one-off game, New England, who are very happy just to sit in and can catch you on the counter with uh, Heel being the catalyst for that, finding Gustavo Bo, Busa, players like that. And they're all in form. It, it's not like there's, there's a few players in form. Everybody on this team is in form. And if I was Bruce Arena, I'd be a happy man. Yes, we doubted him when he first came in. But, I mean, he had an uphill battle to climb from last year. And now look at him now, first in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, they are a buzzsaw. We've said it before. There's not much you can't say about this team. They're doing it all at the moment. I mean, their confidence and their ability to do whatever they want is at the highest level. Exactly. And so, to be honest, I, I have to make a prediction. I, I think that they, if they face Seattle in a one-off game, I back them. Right now, if, if they had to play them next week, granted, things can change. But if MLS Cup was next week, New England will win it. Headline, I am calling it right there. But that, that's perfect segue into the first game. New England versus Miami. Will, just what's going on with Miami? Um, Dude, honestly, they need – they really do need Beckham. They need him as a player, as a manager, as the owner. They need him in every aspect to do something because this is a joke. They're the last place team in the MLS, not just the Easter Conference. Now, whole I, Major League Soccer, they're just like, oh, we'll be, we'll be last. 
Yeah, there's no excuse for it. No excuse. This was like, even Minnesota, they had a rough few years when they started out, but they, I don't believe that they were nearly this bad. Well, Minnesota is strong now, but Miami is, they're below Cincinnati. Yeah, and Chicago. And Chicago. And, and Atlanta, for that matter. And Atlanta. They're, they're below, are they below Dallas? No. Yeah. Yeah, they're below Dallas. Wow. With some some of the most star power on that, even on the coaching roster, the board, the owners, you would think that this team would run riot over this league. Yeah, honestly, it goes to show you that the MLS is not a pushover. You know, Iguain said it himself. He thought he was going to come in and run the league, but turns out that there's a lot more competition in here than they anticipated. Turns out he actually had to run when he got to the league, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I can't just slug, uh, slug beers and just come on the pitch and do whatever <laughs> you want. A few Modelo's down and then then he's out there, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, it's, that's that's crazy, to, to be honest. I mean, 5-0. 5-0 ended. And it was 4-0 after the first half. Yeah. So to come back out there and to, to really make your mark in Miami – as as fans, at what point do you just stop going to those games? Honestly, I would have stopped a long time ago, personally. But there's there's not really much you can say. One stat that I wanted to point out to you, though, was that New England had 11 shots on goal and Miami only had one shot on goal. But that's not to say they didn't have shots because they did take 15 shots and only one of them were on target. But that just kind of goes to show you a classic matchup between the worst team in the league and one of the best one of the best i mean where where do you go with with phil neville at this point he's definitely in danger of losing his job in my opinion i think with the nature of miami being what it is and they should or had or they had expectations coming into this league in this season that they were going to be doing a lot better than this especially with him at the him at the managing position. So I think he might be looking for a new job here soon. And he needs to start getting on LinkedIn, start to find some new positions. Yeah, no, I mean, new. take nothing away from New England. New England were class all up and down the pitch, controlling, like not being too aggressive on the attack, really taking their patience. But at the same time, the game plan for them is just incredible. It's fantastic how they can just execute Time after time, this was like how Portland was last year. I mean, we thought Portland was on fire. They ended up not winning the league, right, because Columbus found form again with all their talent um, and ended up destroying teams and the tournament. And yeah. But Portland was was incredible all the way through. Um, so, Well, they I got mean, bounced in like the first round, didn't they? Yeah, they, they, so. they, got, they got knocked out. And so I – you know, let's let's hope that's not the same case for New England catching lightning in a bottle early on, because yeah. like you said, it is 14 games. But I also don't want to look like a, a fool and make that prediction so early on and then it come back to bite me in the end. But wow. No, I, I, I think that's that says something about New England as well to, to come into a place like Miami and, and show them what this league is about. So good on them. Uh, I would I would like to transition over to Columbus crew who I mentioned earlier versus Nashville. And I I was so excited about this game and was heavily let down in a way 
in a way, I mean, I still got to see um, the incredible talent of Zella Ryan, Lucas Zella Ryan. And wow, did he just put on a show like him? There, there's, there's players that I look for in this, in this league, Darlington Nagby, uh, Pozuelo, back when Almiron played, I, I enjoy watching Diego Rossi, Joseph Martinez, but I've got to say, uh, Lucas Zellerian is, has to be my favorite besides Zarda. I mean, not Zarda's, uh, Nagby. What? Yeah, no, not Zarda. Let's, let's get that straight. Uh, but besides Nagby and, and, I got to watch both of them and did they put on a show this, even though the game ended nil nil, how good are those two players in this league? Honestly, I, this was a, this was probably the matchup of the week for me. Honestly, I love both of these teams. You know me, I'm up, I'm up the crew kind of guy. Yeah. And I, I do love me some Nashville crew love all the way, baby. But at the same time, I think both of these teams deserve to be in the spot that they are, but uh, that's a little bit, a little bit of a diss to crew. They haven't been showing up this year in the way that I would like them to. Yeah, yeah, true. And I, I mean, obviously Zardes was out, but they still have Bradley Wright Phillips, which who didn't start, came on in the second half, and they started moving through him. And his movement up top is as you know, this league's world, like he's a class striker. He's a class number nine whether he didn't start because of injury or fitness issues, I don't know. Um, but I think if they can get him in the absence of Zardes, cause he's off at the gold cup, go USA. Um, but you know, I, if, if they can get him going during, during this absence, I, I think crew should be in a pretty good spot. Um, I mean, obviously keep everybody else healthy, but they have to score goals. They'll, they'll create all day, but without a true number nine and Zardes, you know, even though he doesn't score as many goals as probably crew like and we like, Zardes creates that space and he's a true number nine and it speaks volumes. I mean, a team without a true number nine struggles, you know, they, they, they'll they create goals just as much as, you know, score them. So I, I think I think they were missing Zardes in this game. Yeah. But Zellerian, you, see that, go ahead. you see that with their last four or five results. I mean, they've drawn four of their last five. So they really don't have that rhythm because they don't have that out and out number nine and somebody to take control up top. Yeah. But I mean, what does this speak about Nashville coming in in their third year and just hanging with the best? I mean, reigning champs and you come into Columbus and you put on a performance. Yeah. And I mean, as much as we've talked about this Columbus team getting a lot better in the postseason and coming into this year, Nashville have stepped up as well. I know they've gotten a lot of draws. They've gotten eight of their 14 games ended in a draw, but I think that's a great step up and a great testament to this team's grinded out attitude and able to find results. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, I said third year because it seems like Nashville has been here a while, but like, because last year felt like 10 years because of quarantine This is actually only their second year. You know, so I, it, like you said, it speaks volumes and everyone obviously looks at Mukhtar as, you know, like this, this player that's, that's, you know, out and out and he's, he's a fantastic talent, a great talent for Nashville. Um, he's, he's going to sell jerseys right with, with his play, but let's take a second and appreciate Dax McCarty. He, he was, he was their best outlet all game. Um, he was class from the number six and he did his job 
perfect. He can fit into any team, I believe, and create something. And I mean, that's why he's had the career that he's had. Yeah. I mean, he's been in this league a long time, so he definitely knows what it takes to be important and be one of these players that can be leaned on each week. So, Will, I got to get a prediction from you here, man. Where do you think both of these teams are going to end up? Um, I like to say both of these teams are going to end up in the playoffs. I think Nashville have what it takes to get there. I don't know if they'll necessarily make a run. And Crew, they have such a star-studded team that you really can't count them out. So I believe they'll both be in the mix. Do you think there's a repeat in Crew's future? I mean, obviously, anything can happen in the tournament, right? You you, you can catch lightning in a bottle then. But uh, from, from the form that they've been in, and when Zardes comes back, hopefully comes back in form and fit, not injured. What, what do you think? I think they're going to be sitting in a really good position. You know, Zardes going off with the U.S. and playing in the Gold Cup could bring him a lot of confidence if they do well. So I think him coming back and bringing that into this crew side that's already got a lot of good talent, I think that they definitely could make a run in the end. Yeah, but the um, the depth – I mean, without Aiden Morris, I mean, if Nagby and Nagby has been known to be injury prone at this point, not at this point, but like in his career, there's a lot of what ifs with with me and crew. I mean, yes, I love crew. I think they're a fantastic team, deserve it. They're reigning champs. I mean, of this league and they put on incredible performances and they can beat anybody and hang with the best and, and, and show why they're the best in this league. Right. But they're only a few players away from being average. Yeah, that's. I guess I could see that as well. But I mean, when you got the one and done playoff system, I, like you said, it's just it's so early and it's so difficult to tell. But I, I think I would love to see them in New England in the Eastern Finals. Let's say that. That'd be perfect. That that would be a dream right there. Moving on to Colorado versus Dallas. And I've, I've got to ask, what is the atmosphere out there in, in a Colorado Rapids game? Sadly, I haven't been to one yet. I'm hoping to, to visit all the MLS stadiums. But what is that atmosphere like? Um, it's, it's kind of interesting. When I went, I sat right next to the supporter section. So, you know, that's always fun. That's always energetic and crazy. But, I mean, I, I've also been to an Atlanta United game in Atlanta. So it's like it's a little bit different of an atmosphere, but I think I love the more inc- like the smaller stadium feel. It just kind of, I don't know. It, it's a great stadium, a great feel. They've got a good fan base there too. Brings it, brings it a lot closer when, when, when it's a smaller stadium, right? Yeah, definitely. It makes you feel like it's more of a, a at home kind of feel or like just you're having fun kind of thing. Yeah. Do you think that this Colorado team actually listened to Blake and were like, hey, you know what? I'm tired of this kid talking some smack. You know, like, let's go buy Barrios and have him score against Dallas tonight, even though I don't think that it should have went under Mauer, but. Oh, I no, mean, definitely not. Oh, he yeah. should have saved that. He should have. He, he should have. But I mean, Yarborough also almost made a mistake in this in this game. I mean, he did make a mistake, but made up for it with an incredible save. Man was on his knees right palm comes out just hits that away and then uh rapids take no no time and they're already on the break how what has been the the catalyst the the change for this colorado team from this year to last year uh this is a this is a much more improved rapids team from last year 
Obviously, I think the biggest thing you could point to probably would be the introduction of Michael Berrios. Um, we could see them spread the ball and get into dangerous areas that they weren't always inclined to do last year. And he can, Barrios can always take on players and make it really difficult for an opposition back line. So having someone like him is uh, invaluable, especially if you're a team that already knows how to play possession. Yeah, exactly. And when you have Alalas Abubakar in the back, keeping everything down, the Ghanaian national player was, was solid all game, even bagging a goal with a class header. I don't even know what Dallas were doing. I mean, Dallas are in shambles. Let's just be honest here. Dallas are are just trash, bro. <laughs> they are so bad with it. And I, I don't even know how to go from there. It's, it's not like they're a terrible team either, but the Texas teams seem to be struggling. Yeah. Uh, we can't really say too much about Austin, but I mean, Houston is right there in the mix with some of the playoff spots and then Dallas is not even, they're not on this planet in terms of the rest of the league. Dallas, Dallas are missing out in this game. Dallas are, I've, I've, I've got to be honest with you, but um, moving on to NYC versus Montreal and NYC, you know, kind of off and on throughout this entire season right now, again, only 14 games in, but sitting in the middle of the pack, but they come up with a big win against number the fifth place Montreal. This is a somewhat of a respectable start for both of these teams. I mean, they're sitting in fifth and seventh, so kind of around the playoff mix. I mean, we expect NYC to be a little bit higher than they are just because they always have that attacking threat. And I mean, you can see that through the fact that they haven't been shut out once this year. So that's a pretty big, pretty big point for them. But at the same time, uh, they haven't really been getting all of the results that they would like to have. NYCFC scored the only goal in this game comes from an assist from the goalkeeper Barraza, right? Raise that ball. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he kicks the ball off a free kick, just bounces over the Montreal defenders, and Tajiri Shradi just dinks it right over the keeper. Nice, tidy finish. Not much other than that to say about this one. I felt like it was a pretty straightforward game. Do you, do you think some players? Do you think Baraza puts up a, go, a good point to start over Sean Johnson, or you think Sean Johnson's just too good to be beat out in this NYC? Now, you're already shaking your head. Come on, Paul. No, Come on. No. Yeah, I know. I know. I just wanted to, I wanted to see, because I mean, I, I want to give him the benefit, man, man has an assist in this game and what an assist that was, but, um, true, but it was also pretty bad defending. Very, very true. Very true. I, I don't, I don't know where that Montreal defense was going, but I mean, and they're not bad either. So to, yeah. to have that point um, is, is huge. So, but happy to see it. Happy to, happy to see NYC get a result. Finally, not in Yankee stadium. They are now sharing with Red Bulls and Red Bull Arena. Don't know why, but that's probably conflict right there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we, we see the Milans do that. Isn't that like New York blasphemy or something? Isn't that? Yeah. One's in Jersey. It, it doesn't count. Thought... It doesn't count. <laughs> I know. Don't, okay. don't they fight? I'd, pretty sure. Pretty I mean, sure. But Red Bulls I, aren't good enough to fight anybody, let's be honest. Yeah. They're trying to get Chris Armas back, man. He's Maybe just getting not. his resume back out there, isn't he? Just Maybe not. dropped. Just dropped. <laughs> but moving on to LAFC versus Portland Timbers. As Portland come up with a what the MLS headlines seem to say, a historic win 
I mean, Valeri came out there and put on an absolute show for Portland coming out there and showing why he deserves to be captain and bring Portland all the way through. You know, he had a fantastic game. Yeah. He got his 100th goal for Timbers as well. So that's a historic moment as well. I think he's shown it time and time again. He's the best player on that team and everything has to run through him. So I think this, this is just a one milestone in a career that's going to have many for him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I, th- I think he's got a lot left in him. I understand he's pr- getting up there in age, but I mean, with, with the backing of the Char brothers and that, that back line is absolutely fantastic for them. And I, I love this performance solely because, you know, I'm tired of everyone saying LAFC deserves to win uh, the MLS cup. One year, I think they deserve to win it. But ever since then, they haven't showed me anything. And that's the most frustrating thing is when I'm when I'm hearing people say, oh, well, this is the best team. No, they're not. No, they're not. LAFC is not the best team. And that's fine. One day they'll, they'll win it. And I, I believe so. I believe they have the talent and the backing to do it. But until you win it, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth as a fan base. Do it. I, I, I don't want to hear it anymore. Just do it. Okay. Um, and Vela, where's he been? Yeah, he scores a goal. But I think Rossi, Rossi is the player that that deserves more praise than anybody else. I get it. You know, Vela's going to sell jerseys. And he's a fantastic talent, right? But too many times he goes missing. Too many times. And he's too good and has a resume that he shouldn't go missing, right? Yeah, you kind of um, have to wonder if it's a, this mindset to where if we just make the playoffs, you know, we can play however we want until the playoffs and then really start trying. Because I'm not accusing him of not trying, by the way. That's not, <laughs> that's not what I'm doing. But you guys I'm heard it here. That, you guys heard it here. They're, they're lazy. They're lazy. That's exactly it. I mean, they just, they just need to quit being lazy and they'll win some games. And that's that. Correct me, if, correct me if I'm wrong. This is not Baylor's first goal. I thought it was in the league. No, it's not. Yeah. But what about that cross from, like, the first time back across the six? Um, I guess it was like a skimming half volley from from Diego Rossi. I mean, they, they just skipped the midfield, went over the back line, and, I mean – just incredible cross and easy tapping for Vela. But I mean, Rossi scored, I mean, not Rossi, uh, Valeri scored within what the second minute, absolute class goal um, Mm -hmm. from Portland. And then what was it? Felipe Mora in the 94th minute. I mean, you can't get much better than that. The house was rocking there in Portland. Good on him. I mean, this was a fantastic win for him as well. Getting a win over Bob Bradley. Now, I got to ask, I mean, we keep asking, there's nothing wrong with Bob Bradley really and truly. I mean, I, I feel like for a coach, he, he has a great resume and he did well, well with the, with the U S I mean, he, he's, he's won some big games, right? At what stage do you, do you kind of lose the backing of this board? I, I mean, this is a board that wants championships. So I think if they're making the playoffs, he's going to be more inclined to keep his job. But if they slip from that spot, then he might be on his way out. But I would give him maybe another season before they have to make a move. Before they Gabrielle Hines him, before they just drop him. 
bro, that dude was on another level. He was running some sort of like horrible summer camp over there in Atlanta. <laughs> really? I, I don't I don't think I heard about that. Go ahead. Go ahead and share. This is this is the next headline. Well, I mean, he was denying the players water in preseason to the point where it was like the training staff had to intervene and it uh it's a big mess some that's some argentinian like next level shit that he's he's coming up with through there and wow that's uh that's quite coach rick vice coach right rick there. vice division three that's literally some division three like american football bs going on over there denying players water hmm Wow, no wonder Atlanta. No wonder Joseph Martinez didn't want to play anymore. He's like, "Yo, like I'm gonna die. I've got a daughter at home. I need to, I need, I need to watch water, it. man. Yeah, I need what the the simplest thing too. Like, I don't think like not giving people water makes them tougher. Yeah, there you go. I don't think that not giving people water. I don't know what puts that in the mind of coaches. I understand like getting a little bit like too too lost and like trying to explain the plays and keep it running. Cause you want to get it right. But at some stage, like you're just like, all right, get water, go. Hydration is probably the biggest, biggest key. If, if, if you want people to be successful, especially in preseason, especially like all things preseason. Yeah. Especially in preseason. I don't even know where they went for preseason, but Atlanta, you are in shambles. We'll, we'll save you a story for, for another day. Yeah. Story for another day. We'll Moving on to Real Salt Lake versus an inform LA Galaxy, Greg Vaney, 2-2 at, at the end. And what does it speak about with Real Salt Lake going up 2-0 and then just completely blowing it? Yeah, it says a lot, I think. It says a lot about RSL the past few years, and it says a lot about RSL this year. I think um, they've conceded 16 goals this season. So, and uh, 12 of them were in the second half. So I think that alone also kind of adds to the fact that they are not quite where they need to be in order to be the powerhouse they would like. They, they, they it's, it's, it's not like they even played bad. Like the first half was class. I thought they were cutting through that back line with such ease. I mean, Rusnick grabbing the first one and then um, Mikhail Chang with another fantastic goal there on the left. I mean, cuts in. Daisy cutter back across the the near post going in between the defender's legs. And like, what a point I was, I was like, real salt Lake are about to run away with this galaxy comes out. Does that show to the brilliance of Greg Vaney? I do honestly. I mean, he's obviously got to play a part in spurring his team on to come back from two nil down and being going or going down that early two nil because they were down 2-0 within the 26th minute, 25th minute. So for them to come back, it has to say something towards his ability to bring this team up. And especially with the amount of players that they have out, it's a, it's a great comeback for them as well. Exactly. And honestly, Galaxy should have won. I mean, the, the Cabral miss from Va- Vasquez comes in. I mean, Vasquez brought him back with a, with a fantastic top bends goal and curling effort, cuts it back. But Vasquez hits the post and Cabral open net, open net, just straight up Torres is this ball and goes out of play. I mean, I'm a Chelsea fan, but I got to admit it. This was one of the worst misses I've actually ever seen live. And 
it was it was horrendous. But I mean, kind of speaks volumes that they still come back. I understand two nil is the da- most dangerous lead, especially you know as soon as they they went two nil down, they come back and make it two one. But I mean, good on LA Galaxy, good on them because I think they deserve where they need to like where they're at right now. Obviously, with with some players out, but I I think that this is now getting back to the LA Galaxy that we once knew as a powerhouse, and I think Greg Vaney is the man to do it. I mean, his talent in the world of coaching and being a manager just speaks for itself from the the Toronto standpoint. And now that he's he's taken over the helm of a very financially well off team, that I don't think you could stop him. He just needs to bring over that Toronto team and then they'll just absolutely destroy everybody. Yeah. I mean, this LA Galaxy team has the potential to reach the top, I think. They have a chance to go all the way, being that the playoffs are only the one-game elimination thing. I think once Chicharito comes back and he's healthy and you get all these players back from the Gold Cup as well, they look they look dangerous, so they look poised to make a good run. Dude. I will say though they're a little they're a little lacking in defense in my opinion. I think they they always have conceded a little bit too many goals for my like for your liking. You know what? They they need to hire you. I mean, that's what it is. I just point out what I see. That's it. That's all. Yeah. We we're the ones that pay you the big bucks. You don't need to go over there. We can't lose another one. We can't lose another one. We already lost Blake, but we'll get them back. People, we'll get them back. Will, any final thoughts? Any other predictions? Um, no predictions here. Uh, prediction that our next episode on YouTube. Gabriel Hines, wow, back down 85, sent him, sent him packing. I mean, we'll get into it in the next episode, people. This You need to tune in. Find us on YouTube now and Spotify, The American Soccer Show. Find us on Instagram at The American Soccer and Facebook, The American Soccer Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Will, it's been an absolute pleasure to get this up and going. Let's keep let's keep riding with this. Everyone, have a good night. <laughs>